This is the Shark Attack. I am Sean Williams. Doing things a little different because due to, well, let's face it, I ended up coming under the weather today. JP and I did kind of our own segments with with the topics for this week, so I'll post his soon after. But right now, I'm doing my own. So, we're two weeks away from WrestleMania. And, you know, with that being said... Ah, it's a good thing that, we, well, by some stretch, that we're, we are two weeks away from WrestleMania because this brings to mind, well, that topic where I ask, who writes this crap? Who's in charge over there? This is aggravating me now. What, I can't count on you people? How is it that we are two weeks away from WrestleMania and neither Daniel Bryan has an official match yet and Asuka doesn't have an official match yet. There has been more hype around Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar than there has been about an official match for Daniel Bryan, who supposedly has the main world title in the WWE. And, yeah, and one half of that match with Rollins and Lesnar is a paper champion who only shows up when he feels like it. Daniel Bryan has been there every single day, whether he defends the belt or not. And you still don't have an opponent for him. I remember the days when the build-up for WrestleMania was from the Royal Rumble and onward. Now, WWE seems to have this habit of saving everything until the last minute. You should have just had Kofi win that gauntlet match and been done with it. But oh no. You have Vince McMahon, storyline or not, dancing around the law along the lines of being not only senile, out of touch, delusional, and an asshole. Now you have people looking at him as as a racist and as a bigot. You really want to add that title to him? It's like what? Did he get sick of the other ones so he had to finally add something else to his repertoire? Come on. Whatever happens on SmackDown this Tuesday, make the match official. You know Kofi's red hot. You know that people want to see him win the belt. Just make it happen. And as far as Asuka goes, frankly, and JP said this, but... The only one that I feel like I would want to see, just because of the fact that I think she has the skill that could actually, if not match Asuka, at least look good, is Sonya Deville. So, basically the point of this who writes this crap is for WWE to stop slacking off and get to work already. WrestleMania is two weeks away and you're still sitting on your thumbs like you have saying, oh no, I got plenty of time. No, you don't. Two weeks is two weeks, not two months. So get your asses to work and start prepping up for WrestleMania already. 
All right. Side note, also, congratulations go out to PCO and Brody King for winning the ROH Tag Team titles at ROH 17 from the Briscoes. And finding out that them, along with Marty Skrull, have taken the six ROH six-man tag titles from the Kingdom. And top that off with, of course, Marty Skrull stealing the world title from Jay Lethal and Matt Taven after their match ended in a draw. So, it was, I guess, unlike what, unlike the uh, quote from The Crow, I guess in that situation, it was a good day to be a bad guy, or specifically, it was a good day to be a villain, because Villain Enterprises, see, right now is holding a ton of gold at this point. Now, back to WWE. <laughs> Tommy the Machine Gun and his manager George Washington Duke opened up Raw this week. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Same difference. And really the only thing we got out of it was Brock ducking out of there and <laughs> Drew McIntyre getting smashed all to hell with a chair. I still don't know how much good this really does for hyping up that match. But with that being said, it's time for the next segment where we, where we cross the line. Or in this case, just since it's just me right now, I cross the line. Bitch, what line? I gotta give credit to The Miz. And this is rare that I do this, but his segment on SmackDown may have been one of his finest. And the reason why I felt that way is because this wasn't so much The Miz, the character. It wasn't so much Mike Mizanin, the character. This was the Mike Mizanin, the person. And talked about how he earned his dad's love and his respect and saying that he was proud of him and that after 13 years, he feels he's earned the respect of the fans. And he's promised that he's going to beat the holy hell out of Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. Now, truthfully, I do feel like with the way he cut that promo, given this is setting aside the massive momentum Kofi Kingston has right now, I feel like WWE blew a huge opportunity at what could have been The Miz and Daniel Bryan. I feel like a huge opportunity was blown with that. But I do think that he was right. He has earned the respect of the fans because even as a heel lately, it's been difficult for the fans to boo him. And he is right. If there's one thing you can say about him, you can say, I mean... Yes, that he's tiptoed his way, he's taken the easy way out so that he hasn't gotten injured. But in retrospect, the one thing you can't deny about the guy is his work ethic. He has dedicated himself to the business, and he didn't let filming a movie stop him from being part of this business because 
being in the movies may be one thing, but his passion has always been pro wrestling. And he's worked long and hard to get to where he is. And after 13 years, he's he's reached the point he hasn't hit his prime yet. I don't know when he actually will, but... Thursday or Tuesday on SmackDown, we saw a much different version of The Miz. It felt more real than character, and that's what I admired about it. Now, why do I think this face turn will work as opposed to the last one? The last one was rushed and felt like they ran out of things for him to do. Plus, you had kind of quite an abundance of faces than heels, while in this point it's the opposite. The Miz, you can has definitely been charismatic. He knows how to get attention, and he can go in the ring. He's much different than he was early on in in his career. Yeah, I've never been a fan of his match at WrestleMania where he was the champion and still came out on top over John Cena. But again, that was different. He's different now than he was back then. And if you gave him a WWE title run now, I'd say he'd pull it off. So I, so I give all the credit to, to The Miz. He earned respect. And... He definitely deserves to be there as much as anybody else. And that's my cross the line, but one other one thing that I feel should get an honorable mention. The match between Alistair Black, Adam Cole, Matt Riddle, Ricochet, and Velveteen Dream was nothing short of absolute perfection in that ring. It was just magic and incredible beyond words. And yes, Adam Cole did win the match, which makes it official that Johnny Gargano will face Adam Cole in a two out of three falls match for the now vacant NXT title. Now, as much as I'm an Adam Cole fan, and I am, and still still will be, Johnny Gargano has to win that match. The momentum that he gained after he double-crossed Tommaso Ciampa, and even saying the words, Johnny Wrestling's back. And as I've said before, that moment where you have him c- celebrating in the ring, Standing tall with that belt and celebrating with wife Candice LeRae. That's the kind of moment that WrestleMania weekend is built for and why you need to have that close the night. To have Johnny Wrestling win the big one. And make no mistake, Adam Cole will have his time. He will be NXT champion. But now is not that time. In fact, I will even make this bold claim as much as <laughs> before all of you. Before the summer, the end of the summer this year, Adam Cole will be NXT champion. 
But on WrestleMania weekend at TakeOver New York, Adam Cole will it, or it'll be Johnny Gargano's night. It has to be. And one other match that was made official, Matt Riddle will challenge the Velveteen Dream for the North American title. I'm a little conflicted on this one. I can understand why they'd have Matt Riddle win, but I also don't want to I don't think I want to see the Velveteen Dream lose the belt unless they're moving him up. And even with that, I'm not sure if he's ready yet. But from what I've seen with NXT TakeOver New York, we are definitely in for a treat. Alright, and with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this, people. Don't go anywhere. This is Brian H. Waters, one half of the wrestling realm. Also, the host of Break It Down with Brian H. and Wrestling for the Culture. You can find on all your podcast platforms, including... Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, you name it, we're there. And make sure you subscribe to the Wrestling Realm on YouTube. Now, back to my boys, The Shark and J.P. Mayer. And we are back. That's, of course, my good friend Brian H. Waters, one half of the Wrestling Realm. Make sure you check out him and Dwayne Allen at the Wrestling Realm on YouTube. And, of course, check out Break It Down with Brian H., which you can find right here on Anchor, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and various other platforms for your podcasting. And and they, it, it's a good good stuff and definitely the be- some of the best wrestling talk you'll find. All right, that being said, let's get back, let's get back to it. Excuse me. Taya Valkyrie and Johnny Impact turned heel on TNA as they double-crossed Brian Cage and even laid him out with thanks to a cinder block stacked on his head with a and struck with a chair. Now in an April pay-per-view, Impact is supposed to take on Brian Cage. And I'm already willing to predict that Brian Cage is going to walk out with the belt. And saw from what I'm guessing was a taping, but it was on it was on Twitter. So, kind of a spoiler. So, if you haven't seen it already, I'm sorry in advance. But it looks like that there will be a special guest referee for, for that match. As he and that same special guest referee... Hit a laid out Johnny Impact with a super kick, which not bad for a retired guy. A retired guy from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Yes, that that's true. The the special guest referee for Brian Cage versus Johnny Impact will be Lance freaking Storm. You know, I gotta say this about Lance Storm. He I always thought talent in terms of his in ring skill. I thought he was seriously underrated. Given I never really liked the half-crab finisher, but that's just me. But he was a phenomenal... In terms of being an in-ring technician, he was as good as they come. There And there's a reason that him and Justin Credible were such a dominant tag team as the Impact players. 
So, be interesting to see how that fans out. And, one other side note for WWE, before I jump to the next thing I wanted to discuss. I don't give a damn about Ronda Rousey's husband. Look, you want to have her being this diva bitch from hell? Fine. But you start bringing in her overgrown bearded hubby in there, and have him start attacking officials? You're pushing your luck with that one. So, keep him the hell off TV. If he's not signed with WWE, I don't give a rat's ass about him. And even if he was signed, I still don't give a rat's ass about him. And, <laughs> read somewhere on Twitter, it was saying that Becky Lynch is the top, has been the top merch seller for the WWE lately. No kidding. As it gets closer, I'm just more and more confident. Ronda is going to be the one to lose, and Becky is going to be the one that takes that belt from her. Speaking of the women, Allie has signed with AEW. Which makes me wonder, what does that mean for her on Impact? Is she leaving? And if she is leaving, that's going to be a huge blow for for TNA. Yeah, I know I accidentally called it Impact. Slide, slip of the tongue on that one. But if she's leaving, that kind of puts a little bit of a hole in the storyline they have going on involving her. with Involving her, Rosemary, and Sue Young, and James Mitchell. So, I don't know how they're going to fix that little problem. Unless she's going to work both, since technically All Elite still isn't put together yet, and she has to be doing something that's while... Wild's getting itself set up. So, maybe they came to a compromise, but only time will tell at this point. And lastly, our WrestleMania moments. JP actually picked out this topic, and that is best opening match for WrestleMania. I'm a little biased on this one, and as JP's pointed out, there's been plenty of them. But for me, my uh, best... My favorite opening match, WrestleMania, I'm biased because I was there. It's got to be Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. Not just for how good the match was, but because it was the first time I've ever seen Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero live. Much less fighting each other. And it was everything, it was, to say that it was everything that I had hoped for would have been an understatement. But it was just simply amazing. So, that would be my favorite. Alright, so... this, So, I know it's a little shorter than normal. Hopefully by Tuesday, which is what JP and I are kind of aiming for, we'll have things back in order and have the show uh, in full force. But in the meantime, I'm going to wrap things up for tonight. Make sure you follow... My Twitter handle is at Prime 81 the Facebook group is The Shark Attack. And, and of course, um, <clears throat> I was going to say, if, for the, if you like this show, if you like what you're hearing, help keep this show together. Feel free to donate whatever you can, but also send us a review. And, of course, most importantly, I'm sorry I completely forgot about this, a special shout-out to 
for those that are Patreon subscribers and listen to the Ralph Report, members of the Garmy that listen to to wrestling, and of course, um, fan, the biggest shout out to Mr. Steve Ashton, the UK correspondent of the Ralph Report, and of course, the vice host of the Ralph Report, Eddie Pence, who recently they did they did a two-part episode where they talked wrestling, and Steve Ashton was kind enough to not only give me a mention, but also pl- promote the show, so a huge thank you to the both of them. So, for those of you that listen on Patreon, make sure you check out this show, and to the fan bases on that on the Ralph Report that enjoy wrestling, members of the Garmy, idiots, and of course, assholes are all welcome. So, So we'll be back later this week to do another episode. This has been The Shark Attack. I am Sean Williams, and I am out of here. He was born perfect, and just like the great white shark, this guy has never had to.